0: for listening to this podcast presented by Compassion Church. We're so glad you joined us today. For more information, including service times and locations, please visit our website, compassion.cc. Now here's this week's message. Good morning, Compassion. Aren't you glad to be in the house of the Lord today? Amen. We're so glad you're here. Well, to all of our grandparents, happy Grandparents Day. If you're a grandparent, do me a favor. Will you stand real quick? We want to see all of our grandparents here. Give them a hand, guys. Woo! Glad to have all of our grandparents. This would be my first Grandparents Day Woo-hoo. And I know that's hard for some of you. You didn't know I was old enough to have kids. I... But we're so glad to have you. Glad to have you in the house of the Lord. Again, happy Grandparents Day to all of our grandparents. I want to tell you a story today. It's a story about the name of a man who was called Rick Rizkorla. On 9-11, he was in the trade center. And flight 11 hit the other trade center. The poor authority had called up and said to all those in the other trade center, just stay where you are. Don't come down. Rick said, forget that. See, Rick had been in the military in counterintelligence, he knew that it probably wasn't best to stay in that building. At that moment, Rick would, who was working in Morgan Stanley, would go to all of his employees and say, all right, we've practiced this before, get up. Single file, let's begin to leave the building. See, Rick on numerous occasions had talked with the port authority. And had said to them, listen, this building is at risk. Because of what kind of building it is, there needs to be better security. So what Rick had done on many occasions, he would make his Morgan Stanley employees do a, what do you call it? Wait, what do you call it? Evacuation. He would do an evacuation. Probably about the only one in the building that made his employees do that. So 9-11, he would go to his employees and say, get up as we practice many times, and let's head out of the building. Rick, to make his employees calm, not afraid, with the bullhorn, he would begin to sing, God bless America. The people said it actually did calm us down. On that day, 2,700 people that would have been in the building when it collapsed had evacuated because of Rick. After Rick got them to the bottom, he would head back up to find some scragglers. They would never find Rick's body. As I heard that story about 9 I thought to myself, how many times should we have acted? How many times should we have done something? How many times could we have had an influence or an impact on people around us if we just had dot, dot, dot? For this month, we're talking about purpose, God's will, hearing his call. Because every one of us sitting here today, God has a purpose for our life. God has a will for our future. God has destined us for something. And today I want to share with you out of 1 Samuel chapter 3, how we hear the call of God. How we hear the call of God. In fact, I want you to turn with me today to 1 Samuel chapter 3, beginning with verse 1. And it said, the boy Samuel ministered before the Lord under Eli. In those days, the word of the Lord was rare. There were not many visions. One night Eli, whose eyes were becoming so weak that he could barely see, was lying down in his usual place. Let me throw something in real quick. Be careful becoming stuck in a routine. Be careful being content in laziness. And listen what he says. The lamp of God had not yet gone out. And Samuel was lying down in the house of the Lord where the ark of God was. Then the Lord called to Samuel. Samuel answered, here I am. And he ran to Eli and said, here I am, you called me. But Eli said, I didn't call. Go back and lie down. Probably made Eli mad. He was tired, he was sleepy. Some of you parents had kids that did that, didn't you? We've been there. The problem was my kids never would call your name. They would just stand there and stare at you. Anybody have that? They would just walk in and stare at you, kind of like little creepers. Never quite understood it. But Eli said, I did not call. Go back, lie down. So he went down, went back and lied down. Again, the Lord called Samuel. Samuel got up, went to Eli and said, Here I am, you called me, my son. I like how he says that, my son. You can tell he's mad. My son, Eli said, I did not call. Go back and lie down. Now Samuel did not yet know the Lord. The word of the Lord had not yet been revealed to him. A third time the Lord called Samuel. And Samuel got up, went to Eli and said, here I am. He called me. Then Eli realized that the Lord was calling the boy. So Eli told Samuel, go and lie down. And if he calls you, say, speak Lord, for your servant is listening. Let's pray. Lord, we thank you for the word that we're about to receive. And Lord, I pray that every heart and every mind to be open and receive, God, what you've got in store. And let not one, not one leave this house the same way that they came, but let them receive your Your love, your grace, your goodness, and your kindness. In Jesus' name, amen. In the story, there's a young boy by the name of Eli, I mean by the name of Samuel, who is going to be and live with the high priest Eli. See, Samuel's mom could not have kids and God blessed her and gave her a kid and a child and she said, if you'll give me a child, I'll make a promise and I will dedicate that child back to God and that's exactly what she did. She gave the child back to God. He's serving in the temple and the Bible tells us that the word or the voice of the Lord was rare. So you need to know the story of Eli. Eli was not really being the high priest that he should be. One of the biggest problems with Eli was, is Eli has sons that would be the ones heirs to come and take the priesthood, but they were not serving God. In fact, they were doing some pretty bad stuff. And the really bad problem was, Eli the dad wouldn't deal with it. Because of that, the Bible tells that the voice of the Lord, the word of the Lord, was pretty silent. So we see Eli's laying in his usual place, but we find Samuel, the Bible says, is laying where the Ark of the Covenant is. I'll talk about that more later. All of a sudden, Samuel hears, Samuel. He gets up, he runs to Eli. He said, here I am. I didn't call you, Samuel. Why are you in here? Samuel goes back to bed. All of a sudden, Samuel he gets up. He runs back in there. Here I am. What you need? Stop waking me up. You're irritating me. What is it? You're playing a joke on me. Where's the camera? And again, Eli says, I didn't call you. By now, I'm sure Eli's mad. One more time. You come and wake me up, and I'm gonna whoop you. So Samuel runs back, lays back down, goes to sleep, and all of a sudden, Samuel, he runs back in there. You gotta say the boy's got persistence. Because me and the way I read into things, I sort of wouldn't go bang in there a third time. But he goes back in there and he says, okay, I'm here, joke's over, stop calling me. And I can see Eli, I, wait a minute. Samuel, I bet you it's God. I haven't heard him in a long time. I wish I had. He hasn't spoke to me in a long time. I've been far from him. Samuel, is God. I want you to go lay back down. And when you do, I want you to listen. And when he speaks again, you say, here I am, Lord, speak. I bet you this time Samuel didn't go back to sleep, did he? Samuel probably went late down, and he was almost like Christmas Day. That looked kind of funny. and all of a sudden the Lord says Samuel and Samuel says here I am Lord speak I want to talk to you today about hearing the call of God on your life because let me say this contrary to what lies others have told you contrary to what lies you have believed God does have a plan for your life a purpose for your life you do matter And God wants to speak to you today. Number one, I want you to write this down when it comes to hearing the purpose of God. What are you currently doing to discover your purpose? What are you currently doing to discover your purpose? The boy Samuel ministered before the Lord under Eli. See, many times we're waiting for God to come give us this glorious moment, this glorious call before we start serving God. The problem is like with the car, if I ever want to direct a car or steer a car, I must get the car going first. You've got to start somewhere. The journey of a thousand miles begins with one step. But many times we're waiting. Well, one day when God, he parts the heavens, and all of a sudden he comes down from heaven, and he goes, Brian, Thou is God. I tell you, thy mighty son, that thou shall preach before millions. And that's what we're waiting for. But the problem is, we're waiting until God does that to do anything for God. But see, God won't send you the big until you're faithful with the small. I've told you this story before. Years ago, my, my wife, I come home we were living in a little duplex at the time, and she's up on top of the counter cleaning the top of the counter or the top of the cabinets. I'd never seen her do that before, so I walked in. I said, "Babe, what we doing? What's going on?" And she said, "Well, I listened to a preacher today, and he said you be faithful in the small things, and God will give you bigger things." And I'm tired of this duplex, and I want a bigger house. So I'm going to clean it as best as I can clean it. Well, you clean it, baby. You clean. See, we many times want God to give us the big, but we haven't proven ourselves in the small. Samuel was already working in the temple. Samuel was already doing something before we receive the call. All of us have a call in our life. The thing is, we keep saying, when's God going to show me? When's God going to tell me? When's God going to make it happen? And God is saying, when are you, for the love of God, going to step in and start doing something for my kingdom? I started out with youth. I work with youth. I don't like youth. They annoy me. But that's where I started at, me and my wife. We started working with youth, and then God brought us in. And, and that's how we started. Listen, you got to start somewhere. I Listen, some of you, you want to come out of the gate and start to, well, God's called me to be a speaker. Then don't expect two days from now to be on the stage preaching a thousand people. I have people do it to me all the time. They'll come to me and say, God's called me to be a preacher. And they quit everything they're doing and start preaching and expect the next day that they're going to actually be doing something for the kingdom of God. God doesn't work that way. I didn't come out of Bible college, get a phone call from Robert Morris and say, Oh, John Leggett, you just graduated Bible college. Why don't we put you as pastor of Gateway Church? That didn't happen. See, we had to realize that we've got to make sure that we start somewhere. That if I'm going to be a praise and worship leader, I'm probably not going to start up being a praise and worship leader. I'm probably just going to start singing on the team. And if God has called me to be a preacher, I'm probably not going to start just one day preaching. I'll probably start teaching a small group. And God's called me to to maybe be a director like David and be over all the connections department. But that begins by me actually greeting in the hallway. Why? Because God doesn't know if he can trust you yet. God doesn't know if you'll be faithful yet. In fact, God wants you to learn some lessons, go through some problems, have to deal with some people to let you know that when you get to the top, it will take a lot to get there. Amen? Amen? What are you currently doing to find out your purpose? You've got to serve somewhere you got to, listen, clean out the toilets, mow the lawn. Do something if I want God to hear me. Number two, write this down. Where are you currently positioned to discover your purpose? Where are you currently positioned to discover your purpose? Listen, what he said, the lamp of God had not yet gone out and Samuel was lying down in the house of the Lord where the ark of God was. So you have to understand uh, the symbolism of the ark of God. The ark of God, in in essence, it had the the cherubims on top and the cherubims in between the wings, what they would say, were the presence of God recited. We find Eli somewhere else. He's stuck in his usual routine, doing his regular life far from God. But we find Samuel, Samuel is actually where the Ark of the Covenant is laid down sleeping because he wanted to be close to the presence of God. It's like King David said, all that I may dwell in the house of the Lord all the days of my life. It wasn't that he wanted to be in the house of the Lord. What David was saying is all that I may dwell in the presence of my most high God all the days of my life. If you want God to speak to you, you got to get a little closer. See, God doesn't yell like I do. And I shouldn't be yelling. The doctor told me I can't yell. I can't sing. I can't whisper. See, God doesn't yell. He just talks in a regular voice. And we choose to listen. But if we want to hear the voice of God, you know what we got to do? we got to get a little closer. The Bible says it this way. It tells us in James chapter four, verse eight, come near to God and he will come near to you. Wash your hands, you sinners, and purify your hearts, you double-minded. In other words, I've said this a thousand times. Let me say it again. God is a what-if God. I do something, then God does something. I come near, he comes nearer. I draw close to him, he comes closer. I try to get in his presence. He makes a way for me to get in his presence. If I want to hear the voice of God, if, if I want to be able to, as a man or a woman, begin to know the call that God has for me, then I've got to, just like Samuel, who's right there by the presence of God, we've got to do the same thing. We've got to get in the presence of God. We've got to get on our knees in prayer. We've got to spend time in the Word. We've got to spend time praising him. We got to spend time where God is to hear what God wants to do in our life. We look at tells us in John chapter 5, I mean 15, verse 4 remain in me as I remain in you. No branch can bear fruit by itself, it must remain in the vine. Neither can you bear fruit unless you remain in me. So let me tell you what usually happens to most men and women of God. There comes a time that they think their talent is due to them. Look at me. Look what I've done. I'm pretty impressive. Man, this church, if they didn't have me, where would they be? And the problem is, what you don't know, it never was about you, never will be about you. Never was about your talents or your skills. It was always about God. See, you were nothing but a conduit. And a conduit is this, water comes in, water goes out. The con didn't do, it and do anything. He just let it come in and let it go out. That's all you do as men and women of God. If you want the power of God in your life, you want the purpose of God revealed in your life, then you've got to become a conduit and say, God, come in me, come out of me. God, I'm just here to be a tool for you. That's how God reveals his purpose to you. Draw close to him. Get in his presence. Talk to him. Listen to me a favor. In fact, you don't just have to have a prayer time. Just talk to God while you're driving down the road. Me, on, me and the Lord on the way back, I had to preach it at the other campus. And on the way back from the other campus today, me and God are just having a conversation. We're just talking. I just talk to God regularly. I, I don't do this, oh, thy mighty God. I don't speak like Brian does. I don't do that. Brian uses the big words. I don't, I'm just, Lord, I love you. You're awesome. You rock. I don't know what I just did right there. Someone actually did that other campus today. I said something, they're like, and I'm like, is that a new way of flipping me off? I don't know. Is it like a four times worse? I don't know. If you want to know God's purpose, you've got to get in God's presence. You've got to spend time with Him. See, so this is what drives me crazy. we're just going through a lot right now. We're just going to pull back. What? You need to push forward. Listen, when you're going through a lot in your life, that's exactly what the devil wants you to do. He wants you to take some steps backwards. When God is saying, when you're going through something, what you need to do is take some steps forward because when you do, that's when I can move. I'm not supposed to be yelling like that. God's got me. Amen. Amen. Psalm 16 verse 11 says this, you make known to me the path of my life. You will fill me with joy in your what? presence with eternal pleasures at your right hand. He, in essence, is saying, come near me, draw near to me, remain in me, get in my prayer. If you'll stay here with me, I'll stay with you. We'll have a good old Holy Spirit time, and God will bless us. But listen, what I'm telling you, stop pulling back from God. Start moving toward God. I gotta hurry, number three. Who are you currently listening to to discover your purpose? Who are you currently listening to to discover your purpose? Then the Lord called Samuel. Samuel answered, here I am. He ran to Eli and said, here I am. You called me, but Eli said, I did not call you. Can I tell you that some of you are listening to the wrong people in your life? You're listening to the wrong people. You listen to the voice of God. You listen to what God is speaking and what God is saying. God is still speaking today. I'm not saying God's going to speak to you in an audible voice like he did Samuel. In fact, most of you that come to me and said God spoke to me in an audible voice, I think you cray cray, you're loco. Could it be loco, loco? It doesn't matter. It's just how my mind works. I'm a little ADD sometimes. Would be, yeah, it would be because loco, loco, crazy, crazy, loco, okay. Loco Loco two. Dose, loco dose. Who are you listening to? Can I tell some of you? You are listening to some people in your life, they are out of their minds. Because if what they say doesn't back up what the Word of God says, they're lying. They're liars. Samuel goes in there said, You called? What? What? What you got for me, Eli? What you got? I didn't call you I know I heard you but okay Samuel I'm here what's up what's up Eli I didn't call you I know I heard you but okay do you know why he kept going in there cause he knew without a doubt that he kept hearing someone speak Some of you, you keep hearing God saying something, but you just can't quite put your finger on it. But I'm telling you, God is speaking. God is talking. God wants to do something in your life. Don't you stop listening. Don't you start doubting. You believe what God has said to you. Because I wonder the third time if he's like, okay, here I go again. (laughs) Yes. Yes. And I bet you Samuel looked up, oh, I'm going to kill you. And all of a sudden, Samuel is God. I am so sorry that I messed you up the first and second time. I'm sorry that I, I wasn't where I should be, that I could tell what was going on. I'm Samuel, I'm sorry. Samuel, you get yourself back in there. You lay down, and when you hear the voice speak this time, you say, speak to me, Lord. And I bet you Samuel went, I'm, excuse scu- me, what? God? Yes, yeah, Samuel. Because he sure ain't speaking to me anymore. He sure isn't telling me anything anymore. So, Samuel, I'll pray and hope he'll tell you something. My God is still speaking today. My God still has something to say. But you got to be listening you gotta hear him. you gotta say speak God and when someone speaks against what God has spoken about your life you disregard you don't listen you say you ain't right you ain't true you say I can he says I can you say it won't ever happen he says it will you say no he says yes I'm gonna to listen to him here's the last thing How are you going to respond when you discover your purpose? How are you going to respond? As soon as the voice of the Lord spoke to Samuel, Samuel goes, here I am. Speak, Lord. Some of you be like, well, let me pray about it for a while. Well, I got something to do tonight. Well, we'll get to it next week. Well, you make every, well, I'm burnt out right now. I just, God, I just don't know if I can listen to you. I'm burnt out. God, we got a lot going on in our life right now. I just don't know if I can listen. And let me say this to you and you hear me well. Go ahead and be that way. Because I want you to know and I want you to hear me. You ain't the only one. If John Leggett decides to step off this stage, can I tell you God will send someone to step on this stage? It's not that it won't get done, it just won't get done by you. And it's not that a blessing won't happen, you just won't be the one who receives the blessing. And it's not that God won't change lives, it just be you that is not changing lives. I want you to hear me when I say this, God will still do what God's going to do. The question is, will God still use you? Here I am. See, Sammy went lie down and waited. I bet you he didn't go back to sleep this time. Kind of like Christmas Day. Samuel laid in that bed like this. He was waiting with anticipation. At the last campus, we have a young drummer over there named Joe. He's amazing. He, you can tell he's in shape because hes he never hardly sits down. He's up and down playing the drums like this. He's like. My legs hurt just thinking about it. But we sang the last song. And before the last song started, he'd already stood up, put his sticks down, stepped over to the side of the drum cage and he was just sitting there praising God. He was waiting in anticipation for what God was about to do. When God speaks, when God moves, when God calls, when God sends his purpose, what do you do? You respond immediately. The port authority called and said, don't leave the building, stay. And Rick and... Morgan Stanley said, no, I know what's coming. And 2,700 people were saved because of his actions. There are people that will be saved because of your actions, because of your deeds, because you heard the call, accepted the call into God's will. But let me say this to you. You've got to start somewhere. Well, when one day the Lord puts me on stage, shut up. If you can't love someone individually, then forget about getting on the stage. Well, I I want to take Pastor David's job. I want to be the director of connections. Then you're probably going to serve in the parking lot before you get there. Well, I want to teach the thousands. Then you're probably going to start working with the kids because God won't move you to the top spot until he can trust you In those other spots. And I say that to you today if you want to hear God's purpose in your life, you know how you do it. You make a decision today I'm going to start serving in this church. I don't know if I want to serve here. Then maybe we're not the church for you, but go find another church where you can serve. Because you need to be serving somewhere. It's you serving in a church is how God opens the doors for you to hear your purpose. You've got to get in the presence of God every day. You've got to be listening to the voice in silence, all the voices that are speaking against you. And when God calls, you respond. Will you stand with me? We are so happy that you joined us today. Here at Compassion, we value family, which means we value you. If there's any way that we can be praying for you and believing with you for something, please make sure that you let us know. You guys have a great week and we'll see you here next Sunday. Thank you for listening to this podcast presented by Compassion Church. We're so glad you joined us today. For more information, including service times and locations, please visit our website, compassion.cc.